If we spend the rest of our days just singing praise, coming here every day and singing praise to God is not enough to express what God has done for Christ's faith Tabernacle International Churches. We started 31 years ago in my little sitting room in 72 Ludwig Mills. 31 years ago, a man, a woman of 31, if, her, if he or she has not married, she has attained the age to marry. A man and a woman of 31 will have accomplished everything needed to forge her destiny. When Jesus was 30, the ministry began. The Holy Spirit was speaking to me during our night prayer this week. That you remember that Jesus started at the age of 30? And he said, did you understand when I told you last year when you were 30, that is the year of new beginning? He began the ministry at 30. And the Lord also reflected in my mind that, did you recognize how I started the year with you in prophetic? Did you understand what I did throughout the whole year? It was last year, last year 2020, which is the tragic year for many people, had become, you know, like the, like the, um, like the benchmark of operation for us in Christ with Tabernacle. Because a good number of people have said to me that I've been in this church, I've been studying the Word of God, but what I, I understood and what I entered into last year, never have I entered into it. You know, the way the, the Lord shaped us to read the Bible changed. When the Lord said that what you read daily, you pray from it. It changed every concept. Even our children now read Bible, they study Bible rather than read it. Because when they are reading, they are expecting to hear God tell them what to pray from that scripture. And because of that, they can recapitulate it in their mind, regurgitate what they have read, and also apply it. Our prayer life has changed completely. The prayer that we are having in church that only a few of us attended every time because of various social situations and work situations became what so many of us attend on the, on the um, Zoom. And let me say this to you also, during the period I revisited what uh, God did to me at the time that he launched my ministry at my apostolic office out in Nigeria in 1979, when I did a crusade every day for 90 days. And I saw myself teaching you on the book of Revelation for eight weeks. I taught you on the Father's heart for eight weeks. Then I taught you, took you into seven things about your heart, mind, and your thoughts. And opened up every part of everyone. We're going to go through them this year again. So last year for us was the year of the beginning, like Christ began the ministry. But this year is the year that in the life of Christ, the second year of his ministry, he got to the peak in miraculous signs and wonders, and the news spread from Galilee, those of us who were, who were with me in Galilee, you remember? When they told us about Galilee, when we stood in the temple where Jesus Christ read the scriptures and said, Today this scripture is fulfilled. And they told us that from that place, Jesus' ministry, because that is the village he was living in with Peter. And the ministry went to Syria. And we all remember we went to the Golan Heights when they showed us Syria and Damascus. You know? It's like the news went from here across the, the, um, um, the uh, you know, our ocean and went to uh, uh, Paris and went to Spain. That's what happened. And you know you have come to that year. It's the 31st year. Put, it, put your hands together for the Lord God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, because you cannot greet one another, do the normal elbow shot. We are soon out of this mess. Please, let's be seated. Can I just congratulate members of Christ with Tabernacle one more time? Because I watch news. Not because I love it. Because there is a lot on television that believers should be careful to watch. Especially 90% of what is on television is not meant for Christians. However, Maybe the 10% is very informative. And I always love to watch the, the news. And it was on the news today that one of the prophecies God gave us last year is being fulfilled. You know, last year, January, when God told us that there will be plague this year, 
He told us that in some days time it will happen. He told us about weeks and months to come. And the Lord told us to pray and he said he will protect us, which God did. God spoke to us on the 6th of January. The plague was discovered in Wuhan on the 22nd or 23rd of January. And then, it's, and then one of these days I was walking down the stairs and God said, I will give cure to diseases, to humanity. And I remember I called all those medical practitioners in CFT, or those who are in related uh, career. There's one of the sisters who is a PhD within the related careers of medicine. I said to her, go back to school. If you can do anything, I don't know, I didn't study medicine, I don't know what you can do. The areas of medicine that is focused on preventive medicine or cure. I said, just go and read it. Because God, when he says I will give cure, God will send it to the spiritual realm. Two people can access spiritual realm. Today, I want to talk to you about, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit. That is praying in the Holy Spirit. Really, the topic of today is praying in the Holy Spirit, God's secret weapon. Praying in the Holy Spirit, God's secret weapon. But however, I remember that um, God told us that he would give cures. If you look at the television... During that prayer for, before I go to television, during that prayer for that, in the month of June, the Lord told us, the Lord told us in January that, you know, uh, he would give cures. But the Lord told us also that the month of October and December are very significant. Okay? And the vaccine was rolled out in October. And it was, they began to give people by December. Now, when they were trying to invent cure for vaccine, they invented cures for other things, other diseases, because of coronavirus. I was on the news today, or you know, listening to the news today, and it was reported 38 million people have been killed by AIDS. For 40 years, they have been looking for cure for AIDS. They couldn't find. But in the plight of diving into the cure for coronavirus, they have now affirmatively discovered a vaccine that will cure AIDS. Today is on the news. AIDS has killed 38 million, the news says, BBC News, for 40 years. And they said all efforts to invent a cure was aborted. So they began to produce medicine tablets that will just manage it. But good news is that in trying to cure coronavirus, they found cure for it. Last year also, they spoke about some other cures that they found. Because all these cures also are developed from their researches to cure some pre-existing diseases. Now, because God said, I will give cures to diseases. I told you, two people can access the spiritual realm. A person who is a prayer person can access information. A person who locks himself out from the world to seek knowledge, knowledge shall be given. The Bible says so. Whether you are born again or not born again, you are created by God. Either you believe it or not, that is what you are. You don't have to believe that God created you. It's like believing that your parents are your parents. Your mother who, who carried you in the womb. You don't have any evidence to say that she is the one who carried you in the womb. Except if you do all this examination. You grew up to be told that I'm your mother. It took 10 months for you to come out. Other children took 9 months. You took 10 months. Or you came out earlier. You took 6 months, but you are okay. It's, those things happen when you are not conscious. And if you deny those facts, it does not deny the truth. A child who says, you are not my mother, cannot undo motherhood. So a man who says that, I don't believe in God, when you die, you will stand before him. Not among you here. I'm talking to the world there. Because anybody who's in church believes there is God. I would get them there. These are reasons you can confront people who are ignorant or ignoramus. I would get them there. It is not your, the world is not described or does not function because of your belief. It functions because it is commanded to function so. Either I believe it or I don't believe it, it will function so. I will get it now. So it's God Almighty. So when God says, I will give cure, 
Only those who set their heart to gain knowledge gets it. A prayer person who sets his heart to gain knowledge can get it quicker, faster, more eloquent, and clean. But somebody who is not a Christian, but he decided to seek knowledge, God will give him. Because God is bound by his word. So we thank God for the cure for AIDS. Vaccine for that, which will be rolled out very shortly. Now, I preach. I love to talk to you. But you know, we're in a new dispensation. Those of you who have been coming to prayer, you will recognize that we keep to our time in prayer over the period now. And I want to maintain that for the church as well. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Anywhere I get to, if I don't finish, I continue next time. Praying in the Holy Spirit, God's secret weapon. Somebody should put a book together on this for me. You know, in the book of Ephesians, go to Ephesians chapter 6 again, verse 12. Let me read from verse 10, which is the normal verse we started this, you know, this very living a victorious life. This topic is under the topic living a victorious life. It says, finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Okay? Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to take your stand. Against the devil's king. <clears throat> and it says in verse 12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood. It says, But against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark age, dark world, and against the spiritual host. Of evil in the heavenly realm. Let me read King James Version in that verse 12. For those of us who are old folks like me, it says, For the for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness and of this world, and against ritual wickedness in high places. The other one says the spiritual host of wickedness in high places. Now what I want you to recognize and remember is that in the beginning of the scripture, God said, put on the full armor. Don't forget I told you. It is your responsibility and my responsibility to put on the full armor. It's our decision. Okay. I've explained to you in the past weeks what that means. And last week we looked at the word of God. And I gave you a full load down on the word of God. That people don't understand how powerful tool God has made available to Christians. Many believers don't know this. And you see people who are born to be victors, being enslaved by elemental spirits. And God doesn't like that. God hates it. When a person that he has set free is enslaved again by elemental spirits. In the book of Galatians 5, one would discover that that happened only to Christians who are babies. Do we get me now? It happens to believers who are who are babies. That Galatians says this. I read it to you very quickly. It says, "It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke." of slavery stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of slavery so you understand the fact that for you to overcome and rule over the prince of the air whatever name they may be whether principality whether power whether law of darkness or spiritual house of wickedness the most infant christian has authority to command them and they must obey. A baby in this church can lay hands on the sick and he will be healed instantly. It has happened among us a number of times. So it is not your age. However, that's which also help you know. Anyone born again, you are born into freedom. But that does not mean the former slave master will not try to enslave you. That's why he says, 
no longer to become a subject which has to do with your will of choice. Do not subject yourself under the yoke that we take you back to the old slave master. When God took Israel out of Egypt, we did not read that he sent them back to Egypt. Okay? So, if the scripture says this, therefore, we can look furthermore into the book of Ephesians. See, God's electric power corporation in chapter 5 also verse 1 be imitators of God therefore dearly beloved children and live a life of love just as God loves us but the scripture is be imitators of what of Christ So if the Bible says that we should be imitators of Christ and live the life of God, then it means that every one of us have the ability to live the life of God. You believe that? Say amen. Alright. There's another scripture I will read to you. Before I take you to... So the book we read yesterday. And then let's go to the book we read yesterday. We prayed about yesterday. Second Peter, which is one of my favorites. One three. So I help you understand this that one, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are wrestling against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, which are hosts of wickedness in high places. I've helped you to know this that God has given you authority over the devil. You have been set free from the old slave master. And you have obligation to ensure that you do not subject yourself any longer to that yoke. For Satan have no more dominion over you. Because I'm not talking about sin today. I will have taken to the book of Romans from 8 to 12 to show that to you. Except if you decide to yoke yourself and put your neck under his yoke. Satan have no power. No demon under heaven is given such power. To come and take a Christian and yoke him. It is impossible. It's totally impossible. It's like telling me that before my naked eyes, this man, he's a man. Isn't it? They're looking at me like that. This man is a man. And someone comes to say Oh, he comes to say that. I have a testimony. I said, what's your testimony? He said, I have been pregnant for the past eight months. I will walk him out of my state straight away. Because he cannot tell me he's pregnant. God did not create him to be pregnant. God created him, created his wife. And it is the wife God gave to, to be pregnant. When a man is pregnant, something is sincerely wrong. He is sincerely wrong. And you know what is sincerely wrong from a man who believes he's pregnant? His brain. It is his mind. So when a Christian says that Satan is doing this to me, Satan is... Or a mind. So we are tripartite. Spirit, soul, body. Okay. My spirit is born again. Alright? Not my human mind. So my soul is the entity in my spirit which will stand before God. They are born again. But my human mind is the ability God put into my human physique to be able to reason. That one is not born again because it belongs to the flesh. Okay, so. If I want to fight you as a boxer, I punch a man. I have an opponent that I can see physically because I am punching a man. A wrestler will wrestle with a man. Two people will fight. It's man and man fighting. However, when you fight with spirits, if you think your flesh will fight them, you are already defeated before you started. For spirits, it takes spirit to fight with spirit. 
And spirits don't fight with man, according to that word. But spirits need a vessel to be able to fight, which is your body. Okay, so, I know that if a demon attacks me, I cannot give him an uppercut. Where is he? In my physical, I can't see him. Because it's this body. I cannot insult a demon. He doesn't hear what I'm saying. Therefore, that is the reason why the Bible says, the Lord God had put his spirit in those who believe, the spirit of his son, in all who believe. And everyone who have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, once you confess Jesus, don't let people give you rigmarolling unnecessary uh, uh, regulation. Once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God enters into you. He enters into you at whatever age. And no matter how simple, whether you wept when you are saying it or you did not weep, it does not matter. As long as you are saying it from your heart. Are we together now? So, that is the reason why in that Peter he says, in 2 Peter 2.1, God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. So, God gave you everything you need for life and spiritual. Everything you need to succeed in career and everything you need to, to succeed in spiritual warfare. Every Christian is an intercessor. And he says, but it has to be channeled through your knowledge of him. You will see the correlation of the Bible in this lecture. And of course, every other time we speak about it. Who called us by his own glory and for his own goodness. God saved you for God's goodness. Okay? But look at the next verse. The next verse says, through this salvation... That you have attained. Through this. He has given us. The very great and precious promises. He is not going to give. He has already given. Through salvation. God is not just going to give you. He already. It is an automatic manifestation. When you gave your life to Jesus, there is a rebirth inside you. Something changed completely. Your umbilical cord was cut off from your ancestors. It is now joined to God himself. Because God gave you birth. No birth without umbilical cord. We, hate, we understand by science that the, the child is formed by the gene of the father. Correct? So if you are God's children, therefore, whose gene is, who, who is in you? What gene made you? God's gene. God's gene made you. A human being will behave like a human being because it is the gene of human being. It forms its character. DNA comes about this. The reason why you are what you are is because you have the human DNA. That's the reason why it is so stupid to believe that a vaccine can change human DNA. I can't understand. In this, this time we are living on earth. You know, I told you last year when God gave me, began to speak to me prophetically that Satan will hit the world with delusion. I cannot understand how people who are, who, even who are not educated but they have common sense, can believe that putting... A vaccine in a man will change the gene. God decoded the gene. It's not part of what your science can decode. It's like when they went to Mars yesterday, uh, last week. They were showing Mars. And I remember the days of my surveying. I observed Mars as a land surveyor. So what they are saying now is not something new to those of us who did astrogeodesy. You will agree with me. They are looking for life. And can you see how stupid the derivatives are? They said that they saw something like an old dried lake. Uh-uh. Is that not what they say? They said they are thinking whether there could be a, a micro life that was there. Let me tell you, if they find micro life there, the Bible did not tell us that there will not be micro life there or there will be micro life in mass. What the Bible tells us is that it is only on earth God created human beings. P. 
period. Whether they come back and say they find a micro life, I will talk to you when we get there. I don't forget my geodesy and I don't forget my astronomy. And I don't forget all what I learned as a land of your mapping sciences. I don't forget it. Never. I still do. When they talk, I will open the Pandora's box for you. It's nonsense. Utter rubbish. People who, who don't have, who don't have, uh, a, a, they are not busy. Okay? So they want to engage themselves and they engage themselves with, with um, a philosophies which is based on lie. And they invested money, budget into it. Let me help you understand this. If those people can believe those foolish things, we can believe this. What this tells you is who made you. What made you? Once you are born again, your gene has been recorded by God. It is that, that is the reason why only those that have the God gene can rapture when Jesus will appear in the globe. I'm going to share that with you. I believe that from this convention on, Jesus will come again. Only those who have God gene can ascend from the earth and fly into the space. All those Mars, Pluto, and all the other galaxies, they said they have discovered billions of galaxies. Now they are all confused. Eh? You and I will fly. Whoop! Within it, in a speed of light, we will pass the galaxy of this earth. If what they are saying is true, other galaxies that are will pass them because they are all below the third heaven. Where is our abode? We are heading to the third heaven. An army of people on earth will vanish suddenly and they will jet right into the clouds to meet the Lord Jesus there. You will be part of them. Listen to me. If you are not coded by God's gene, you will not be able to float. When they fly, if you decide to jump, you will come back to the earth. Because you belong to the earth. It is only the gene of the earth that formed you. The gene of God is not in you. But those who are born again. Here. This, through this salvation, He has given us every great and precious promises so that through those promises... We may participate in what? Divine nature. You cannot have human nature without human gene. A monkey cannot become a man. Their monkey, who became their fathers, for those who believe that they came from monkey. I wonder where those monkeys are. All these years I've been alive. I have not seen one ape in Africa or one monkey in Africa. Because those of you in England, you don't even know what monkey or gorilla is, except the one you see on the television. We see them. Keep a gorilla in your house as a pet. Until 1,000 generations of gorilla, it will be given back to gorilla. I can't understand how people who are educated can dump basic reasoning for the education just to believe that philosophy and they are fighting over it over life delusion of the devil come on when you are born again your gene changes you can participate in that divine nature and escape the corruption of the world caused by evil desires now why did i read the scriptures to you we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness and spiritual hosts of wickedness. So, if our enemy is spirit, which it is, it means that Satan has no target and no access to us. But through our spirit, when Satan attacks, he attacks human spirit because he's a spirit. If he cannot get your spirit, he cannot get your dwelling place, your body. Notice, no spirit can function in the physical without a body. Because the world is physical world. And so, therefore, God said, those who are born again have been given the power in that um, Second Peter 2, uh, Second Peter 1, from 4 and 5, you have been given the divine power to operate the divine nature and escape corruption. Corruption means you cannot be polluted by the world. 
alright, and also evil desire. A born again cannot be polluted because when the devil brings his schemes in the world, against preaching, you will tell you that that is the devil. If anybody don't have that, you are not born again. You have followed them to church. That is not good at all. Because the Bible says the spirit bears witness with our spirit, not with our body. Are you with me now? The Holy Spirit. Anybody who has the Holy Spirit have common sense. Automatic. And I think I can say that in cognitive reasoning, you have uncommon sense also. Common sense plus integral uncommon sense. I think the uncommon sense which is integral is the, um, is the, is the, it is the, is the place where Christians think differently to norm. And the norm will bow to the thinking of a Christian because they will soon find out, find out that way of thinking is the truth. I would be, and you got it. Don't let anybody tell you you don't have it. I spent time to introduce this because I want to give you briefly now. Speaking in tongues. Why you should speak in tongues? That is why you should speak in tongues. That is why you should pray. Not you should. You can speak in tongues and you can pray in tongues because when you pray in tongues, you are talking about the spirit inside you acting. Not your body now. That is the reason why I said praying in the Holy Ghost is God's secret weapon. I will say even to that, God's deadly weapon. Write down more. What is praying in the Holy Spirit? First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 4, 14 to 15. It says, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. So therefore, praying in tongues is when your spirit is praying and your mind is unfruitful. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. That is to say that when I begin to pray in tongues, my mind cannot intercept it because I am praying with my spirit. Now understand this therefore, if we wrestle against spirits, it means that the moment my spirit begins to communicate, it is only spirits that can be affected. First. That is the reason why, when you pray in tongues in the midst of people who are possessed, as you are praying, if you are praying, if you are praying, suddenly they will begin to go wild. The spirit in them will begin to react, because your spirit is speaking to the spirit inside them. They will run out of the meeting, or they will begin to roll on the floor and manifest evil spirits in their body. Because those spirits are looking for a place to obey what you have said. Maybe in your spirit you have commanded them to come out in the name of Jesus. They are looking for a way to get out. And you see manifestation happen. Because when you pray in tongues, your spirit prays and your mind cannot hinder you. Are you with me now? He says my mind is unfruitful. I want us to look at the Word, the literacy of the scripture to be able to understand the, 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 the implication of it. Verse 15 says, so what shall I do? What shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, which means pray in tongues. But I will also pray with my mind, which means pray in my language, in my understanding. Your mind, praying with your mind means you process the thought and you speak it. If your, let me say this. If your primary language is not English, don't pray in English. Pray in that language. The language you can pray, you can, you can flow in, is what you pray in. Let people hear it. If you are in England and your language is Punjabi, begin to pray in Punjabi. That's how you can flow. Because you have to process the thoughts in your mind. If you pray in a language that you are not fluent in, your mind will be limited in what it can process for you to pray. You cannot express yourself. I am a, I'm a Ghanaian. I speak Asante. So what shall I do? I pray in Asante. I pray in Asante. You are praying in Queen's English. God hears everything. God bless you in Queen's English. I am not so vast in Queen's English because I have studied Queen's English all my life, but I was born into Asante Kotoko. I can't, I can't understand it. I pray Asante. Maybe you are Nijebu. You better use Nijebu to pray. Maybe you are an Igbo, you better be shouting loud your Igbo language so that everybody can hear. 
It doesn't matter whether they understand. That is a blessed tongue. Only for those who hear that language can hear it. Understand? Because when you pray with your, without, if you pray not in tongues, in language, it is your mind that should be active in praying. So your mind cannot express himself in a language that you are not sophisticated in. Are we together? I don't want to be a cosmetic. Ah, they say I'm praying Yoruba. Yes, God answers that Yoruba. That's why he gave you Yoruba. Pray in it. How is that? Pray. Swahili. I love it. <laughs> Those of you who are Swahilians in the church, I'm so sorry for you. I will teach you Swahilian song. Because nobody, the choir, you haven't, I haven't had the choir even sing Swahili. Maybe you need to write this down. Asante sana Yesu. Asante sana. Asante sana Yesu. Asante sana. Say. May God remove your nose guard. <laughs> Listen to me. When I pray in a tongue unknown, my spirit is the one speaking. When I pray in the tongue I know, my mind is the one speaking. Then he says, but then, what shall I do? I will what? Pray with my spirit that is in tongue, and I will pray with my mind. That's why when you see me pray, among you sing, among you, I pray in tongues, I pray in my language or the language that I, I, I'm able to express myself. I pray in tongues and I pray, you can hear English, I pray in English and I pray in tongues. When I pray in English, it is Alfred praying. When I pray in tongues, it's the spirit of Alfred praying. When I pray in English, it's Alfred praying. When I pray in tongues, it's the spirit of Alfred praying. Now, when the spirit of Alfred is praying, Alfred does not know what he's doing, uh, what he's saying, uh, but my, my spirit knows what he's saying. And so, when I keep on praying in English and in my tongue, in English, in my tongue, I will come to a place where my mind and my spirit join together, then I can begin to interpret what I have said in my tongue. I can begin to say it in my English. And then somebody can understand that Alfred Williams is talking about his case here. Somebody who has uh, the arthritis, somebody who has this, because in my spirit I prayed about it, and in my mind, my spirit and my mind have not connected, and then I'm a blessing to everyone who is under my voice. That is how I can say that there will be coronavirus or there will be plague in the, in the country in this time. There will be recession on this date and such and such a time, because in my spirit, I have prayed it, and then my mind and my spirit have connected, and so my mind now can read what my spirit is saying and say it in human understanding, and that is prophetic. I would get it. But I love this scripture because I will stop in two minutes now. Don't worry. Don't miss any meeting prayer this, this, until the end of this, this session. So, what do I do? I will pray with my spirit, and I will also pray with my mind. Then let's read this, the, the, the last line of that scripture. What did it say? I will what? I will what? Let's read it from the first verse. So, mm-hmm. choir. Do it. Church, do it. Sing in your spirit. Understand is your spirit singing. Then sing with your understanding. Then your mind is singing. So you can worship God with your spirit. You can worship God with your language, but your language has limitation because there are many things in the spirit that have no expression in human words. And I'm taking you to the next part. Why should you pray in your spirit, with your spirit? Why should you sing with your spirit? It's because your spirit has no boundary in the area of communication. It is the language of God which God has given to you. 
So when you sing with your spirit, you can now, you can sing a song that you have never known before from the spirit. And after singing it from the spirit, suddenly the words will begin to come out of you. If you practice singing in the spirit regularly, that is how some great musicians, you know, came about the songs that we sing and there is more power. You know that some song you sing that nothing will happen. You know that. Even you'll be wanting to finish it quick and take it off. People will be wanting, ah, choir please sing this song. Intercession will begin in the church, hallelujah. And God will answer. And the choir who took that song will just change it. And then when you get to the one that came from the spirit, you see people jumping, people rejoicing. He has to activate their spirit because it's from the spirit. But this, you and I, we are gifted by God. I've told you, God has gifted this. And we can pray with the Spirit, we can pray with understanding. Now, very quickly. How often should you pray in the tongues? Or sing in tongues? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. It says, and pray in the Spirit in all occasions... With all kinds of prayers and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. That's why on our prayer line we pray for all God's people in the world. The Bible says we should do so. But there's something I want to not forget here because I have to stop now. This scripture is talking about spirit and mind, spirit and mind, spirit and mind. Why? Because your mind is a gift of God to you. To communicate yourself in the physical world. But your spirit is the gift of God for you, to you. To communicate in the spiritual world. Let me now give you the greatest advantage of a person who speaks in tongues. Or advantages of praying in tongues. Look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. It says, for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. The moment I begin to speak in tongues, crack instantly, direct line to God. And it says, Father, you speak to God, but not to men. Why? Because you understand that to speak to men, you must speak with your mind. Are we together now? We are in cognition, yes? Good. So, Anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. That's the reason why if I'm in a situation, let me say, I felt a presence around me, and I suspected it's not of God. How do I react? I begin to pray in tongues straight away. If it's of God. Then he will manifest himself. If it's a devil, pam, they run. Because the moment I begin to pray in tongues, my spirit sees them. But my mind cannot see them. My eyes cannot see them. When I pray in tongues, I open up a communication line between me and God. It's like, darling, 999, and you put it in your, in your hair. The person you are dialing is the one hearing it. When you begin to pray in tongues, a communication line between you and the Father instantly click. And God is hearing what you are saying. Angels don't hear it. They, they, they hear the noise because they are spirit. Demons hear the noise because they are spirit. They hear the language but they don't understand it because it is the language that God gave to man to speak direct to the Father himself that no other man can understand. Nothing can understand. And that's why he says this in that scripture. For anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but unto God. Indeed, no one, either demons or angels, understand. So, if praying in tongues is a language God gives me to speak to him secret matter, it means therefore God will speak secret matter to me in communication to my spirit. That's what he does all the time. And then, when my, I, I continue in that spirit, so that my mind is, taking, is now taken captive of the spirit, now my mind now connects with the spirit, then I begin to prophesy. Let me give you this. Somebody in my church, when I was a Baptist pastor, was having a dream, 2 a.m. His name is Brian. And, you know, he's a Caucasian. And a spirit entered his room. At this time, he's evangelical. He does not believe in all those demons and stuff. But by experience, he now believed. When that evil spirit came and choked his throat for two hours, he was gasping for breath. He was struggling, sweating. The wife don't know what to do. 
praying, but she doesn't know what to do. I just, Holy Ghost woke me up. Pam, pam, pam. Alfred, get up. I got up. I said, pray, pray, pray. I said, what should I pray? And the Holy Ghost stopped talking. Ha! And I remember that verse 13. If I pray in the tongue or no, my spirit prays. If I pray in my, with my, my own language, my mind prays. So what will I do? I will pray with my spirit. I will pray with my mind also. So if Holy Ghost spoke to my spirit and I hear audible to the place of waking me up from my dream and I don't know what he wants me to pray, I can let my spirit communicate with God and I can access the, man of, the plan of God and begin to pray the will of God. So I began to pray in tongues. I was praying in tongues. I was praying. My wife was beside me in the bed. She woke up. I was praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. 30 minutes I was praying. One hour I was praying. Two hours. I began to prophesy. I spoke life back into, into Brian. When I said that, the unction lifted. At that time, that power broke loose from him. Distance is not, does not matter in spiritual. The following morning was Sunday. Brian came and said, I have a testimony. I have a testimony. I was looking at him. Like, Come and give us your testimony. And he told us what happened to him. How he was struggling for two hours. And then suddenly the thing broke loose. And he was not able to call Jesus. I called my wife said, tell them what happened tonight. And she was telling them. Because the scripture cannot be broken. It says, for anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to God direct. So when you speak to God direct, if demons are around you before they know it, reinforcement will have come. It will take them by storm, by surprise. Anybody who speaks in tongues, who prays in tongues regularly, therefore demons will be afraid of you. They will not want to rouse you up because if they rouse you up, they are in big trouble. Are you with me now? So they will be distance trying to trail after you. That is one of the advantages of praying in tongues. I think I have to stop here today because our time is gone. Now let me say this. We are going to carry on on these very dirty issues praying in tongues. We look at the advantages, more on the advantages of praying in tongues. But I've told you, understand, when you pray in tongues, you utter mysteries. Mysteries means angels cannot understand. With your spirit, you utter mystery. And... When you pray in tongues, you, pray, you are speaking directly to God. Man cannot hear, angels cannot hear, demons cannot hear, so nobody can hinder it. Stand up on your feet. You know, because of our time today, I will not spend more time with you. But next Sunday, we will do more of prayers together. But between now and our, our evening meeting now, completely is now committed towards praying in the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> what I would do is that today is uh, what day? Sunday? You know, yes, I have been arranging people to pray. If you are given roster to pray, if I kick in and I take over the whole time, don't worry. You will pray some other time. They will still roster you, okay? But I want everyone who will be roster to pray now. You are going to pray one prayer now. You will pray it all true until it happens. Lord Jesus, baptize me with fire. Baptize me with fire. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Tell the Lord to baptize you with his fire. With the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, baptize everyone. Tell the Lord, give me a prayer language. Give me a prayer language. Help me, Lord Jesus. Tell the Lord. The Bible says, what shall I do? I will pray in the tongue I know and I pray in unknown tongue. My spirit will pray and my mind will pray. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord, fire, 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 fire. Rata bobasco pamelodere me tu pramalodone. Batamu with fire, Lord. Jesus says, how much more will God give the Holy Ghost to those who ask him? He says, he that asks you ask in faith. Tell the Lord, shut me off by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of God. Descend upon me. Descend upon me in power. Tell the Lord, descend upon me in power, in fire, in power, in fire, in power, in fire. Change my tongue. Give me prayer language. Give me worship language. Give me prayer language. Give me worship language. Give me prayer language. Give me worship language. Speak it to the Lord. Believe it as you are asking God. Open your mouth and begin to speak. Receive fire. Receive power. 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 The Bible says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses.
Tell the Lord, tell the Lord, tell the Lord, tell the Lord, fire, 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 power. Yara baka broko tolo bohi kamaradasi. Sovereign law. Father, we exalt you. Me predo siki pamaradendo saparadaha. Rapale gronte rebronde se progabomba. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place, and I know that is the presence of the Lord. There's a sweet. No! 
is Monday the 1st to Sunday the evening. We hold night meeting here in this building. Every 7 p.m. for what God is about to do. All departments roster yourself. Fall in line. Get yourself ready. I see a mighty cloud. It cannot come on Zoom. I see a a great provision that heaven had made available for us. First to Sunday the seventh, daily we will meet in this place. Seminars will be afternoon, which will be twelve to two. And after that we convocate on this holy mountain. The Friday of that week will be anointing service. And you will bring your own oil for that period. Now after the anniversary, month of March is significant on earth. And a new wave will begin. I'm not talking about coronavirus now. I'm talking about God's wave. I want every one of you to commit yourself, your heart, seriously to prayer from this day those of you who have been missing evening prayer don't miss it at all because anything can happen in our evening prayer do you understand you will discover that a march april restoration will come to the to the government of nations because the hand of god has gone forth to destroy the plots of the wicked one nobody will be held bound any longer the rate of healing or recovery from COVID will rapidly increase. And the rate of COVID will rapidly decrease. Heaven had determined and made some determination and the earth must respond to God. This convocation is a convocation that in your life it will go to your record books. Of course, I know that better days are coming. But every day, Monday to Sunday, even Saturday, we will meet on this holy mountain. But get yourself ready, fully prepared. Like uh, Peter said, get your heart ready for action. Let me pray with you. Father, I commit everyone under my voice global to you. There are some who will wish that they are in this country at this time. Lord, let the fire of the Spirit blaze across the universe. Over those who have numbered themselves with you. People who have decided to follow you 
as you began to open up from today. Let your unction rest upon the church of the living God. Lord, I pray, everyone under my voice that was said to be ill, you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every prophecy spoken to your life and waiting upon you to be fulfilled, release in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak to your spirit man. Receive power in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak to your human mind. Be connected with your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. So that your human mind can draw out the mystery that God speaks to your spirit. In human understanding. Thank you King of Heaven because it's done. As we have asked this in Jesus holy and anointed name we pray it. Amen. Put your hands to the Lord for the Lord together.